everyone. I hope you all had a great holiday season. I know that we made the best of it. I just wanted to pop in here and kind of explain. I know some of you may have noticed that I took a very unexpected break um, with no explanation. Um, we had a death in them in our immediate family um, that really just kind of rocked our world. Um, unfortunately, it was due to COVID and um, it just kind of makes it that much harder because we weren't allowed to be there. We weren't allowed to talk to because my father-in-law, we just weren't allowed to talk to him. Nothing. Um, he was placed on a vent and ultimately he did not make it through. So it has been very difficult and I just personally, for me and my family, needed to take a break from everything. Um, it's been about three weeks and I'm trying to get into the groove of things again. It's really hard because we just want to be together as a family while trying to function and do our everyday lives and try to get back to normal. This coming up week will be the first normal week for all of us um, in our new normal, um, which is going to be very weird for all of us. But getting back to work and working a full week and, you know, all of that, um, it's just going to be very different for us. But, you know, I've made it my priority to start working on my self-care again and I know that it's a lot of people's New Year's resolutions and it's very important and I have launched an accountability group which has been going for a couple of months so if you're ever interested in joining that if you have any sort of goal in mind that you might want to obtain and need help obtaining um, we have a great group of people that we just really push each other we're there for each other we make sure you reach your goals and you're not too hard on yourself um, I always believe in taking baby steps to get there and just not being so hard on yourself through the their journey. Everyone's journey is different to reach whatever goal you may have. So we're just there to support and help and be there for each other. Then I also have um, a cleanse, a five-day cleanse to help restart your clean eating or healthy living life. Detox all of the toxins from your body that you have taken in through the past holiday season pretty much I know it gets the best of all of us um but that is available um I did launch that starting today January 4th but I will probably run another one uh, maybe next month in February or something so if you're interested in that just shoot me a message I'm also still offering one-on-one -on -one coaching if you're interested in that um but I hope that you all enjoy today's episode Shannon is um just an amazing person um, she can help you through just about anything. I'm very energy sensitive, so um, she understands so much of what I'm going through when I have issues and come to her to talk through those. Um, she's just an amazing person, and I don't think that a lot of people can put the two, to, to, the two together with like being spiritual and using that gift to be able to work through your wellness issues, um, being mentally well is so important and she can really help you connect the dots through her gift that she has um so i hope you all enjoy the episode and i hope you all have a great week um and thank you for bearing with me through this really hard time on my family and i so I'll talk to you later Welcome to Thrive and Shine with Sabrina Orkies. Today we have a very special guest. She is one of um, my newest, closest friends, Shannon Pinkston. Say hi. Hi, everybody. Thanks for that intro. That's sweet. Yes, I feel very, I'm so glad to have met you. Like we just, I know we've talked about, like I have a connection with you and yeah. I just feel it, I feel it strong. So Shannon is a transformational journey coach, a chaos to clarity coach, intuitive and in, energy healer, empath empowerment coach, and authentic joy whisperer. We could all use all of these things in our lives. I feel <laughs> like, I feel I just need you to help me. The, all of these things will help everything with, for me. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah. I feel like I'm sort of a cheerleader for everybody's yes. spirit. Yes. Sort of. Yeah. And we all, all that means. That. we all need that. I know I have, I will have listeners and friends that are super into the spiritual world and have tapped into that. So what I would love to know is when did you first realize that you were intuitive? I think a lot of us are intuitive and don't realize it. I'm one who has a hard time tapping into it, but I think it's because yeah. I don't pay attention. So when 
do you think that you first started realizing the signs and like, oh, I'm not like everyone else or I can hear or what, not hear, but you know, your signs that you get and your feelings and things that you see. Yeah. The whisper. It's it's funny. As a little bitty kid, like I remember, this seems weird, but I was like two and a half when my brother was born. And the first thing I said to my dad was he's broken, put him back. And that's hilarious. (laughs) And it's kind of true, but that's another story for another day. But so I I always kind of had it. And, and I, up until maybe about 20 or 25, I, I played with it and I studied stuff and I I looked back at my journals and I was real clear on a lot of it, but not the psychic stuff as much, was just the intuitive stuff. Like before, it was way before, because I'm old, it was, you know, it was way before caller ID and all that stuff. And like, I would know who was calling and I'd know who was at the door and my mom and I could kind of do, she's intuitive too. We could do a little telepathic stuff with each other and it so it was just little stuff but I was fascinated by like bewitched and like all of all you know escape to witch mountain and so like I surrounded myself with that whole world without but I didn't realize what it was either I just thought Mm -hmm. you know it was just like party tricks and stuff that I could do and it really wasn't I I put it down as I got older because you know life starts and you get so busy that I had a I was a casting director for 30 years and like just was on that, you know, dribble on a habit trail wheel of stress for so long that I used my intuition for work, but it, it, it started to die because I couldn't get still enough to listen to it. And right. so when it came roaring back was in 2014 when my dad got run over by a hit and run driver. And all of a sudden I literally just had a knowing like this loud knowing that they weren't, the police were not going to look for the guy. And that if I didn't, my dad would stay like a perpetual victim and would like, if he healed from it, he would still be victimized by what happened and not knowing what went down. And, and so I just started getting like these downloads of like, you know, listen, listen to you know what I'm telling you and pay attention. Everything that you've ever done has led up to this, get all the details and go. And I was like, go, I was questioning it because, you know, I'm such a skeptic of my own right. gifts, Me which, too. you know, is awesome. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think that's healthy. You know, yes, I think it's a healthy yes. thing. So I like, I question, I was like, go, you know, go where, do what? They're like, get the information right. Get on Facebook, do what you've done. Everything that you've ever done led up to this skill set. Go find the guy. And then I started getting like visuals of what he looked like and, and like the dent on his car, like where it was and that we needed to wow. look for a windshield, fix it. I mean, just all the stuff. And and I just launched and, and somehow my story resonated because my dad was close to 80 when he got hit is, you know, who leaves oh, a wow. dude left yeah, to die. And luckily know. he made it, but yeah, yeah it was, it, it was a trip, but it took us five days, but I, everything that I knew to do, we finally found the guy and he was literally, we had 30 seconds to spare. He was on a flight at DFW airport here in, in the Dallas area mm-hmm. with a one-way ticket to Jordan. And we had a 30 second window for them to, to get him off the plane before the, wow. the gate closed and they got him and we did the trial and you know, it was, was crazy. I always wondered the story. Amazing. I know yeah. that it happened, but I didn't under, yeah. I didn't realize that's crazy. Yeah. And there's a lot more to it. I'm going to go into it kind of in parts in the, yeah. in my podcast too. I'll share it with you guys. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it was just fascinating. So, so then I started thinking, okay, I can only do this stuff like in crisis. Like it's only, you know, it's only in crisis situations that, that my intuition hit because, you know, it's life or death and you need it. But it's weird after three or four months of taking care of my dad and dealing with a lot of family drama because I've, I've got interesting family. Oh, yes. Isn't that a nice way to say that? Yes. yes thank you. That, that's my big girl outside people around. Place. Right. Um, anyway, so after dealing with all the toxicity of all of that, I finally, I get back home and literally, uh, I don't know, about a month after I take care of my dad, my body completely shuts down. I just, from, from all, just the expending of all the energy. And I didn't realize then that I'm an energy worker and that that's my biggest gift is reading into people's energy. And then I get the psychic downloads and the intuitive hits after that. But so what I was doing was from a real codependent place, because that's what I was mm-hmm. forever, mm-hmm. was dumping out all of my energy into fixing, healing, saving, and just, you know, hanging on to my dad and my mom and the rest of my family and my clients and everybody but me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it was a bucket that would run out if you didn't listen to the whisper and take care of yourself. Right. And I literally completely emptied out to the point that I almost died. Wow. So that, yeah, that slows you down to a little bit right, and right. makes you go, huh, what are we going to do about that one? 
So I literally was so toxic and so sick. I was on my couch for like nine months and my intuition started whispering back to me because I was still like, you know, you have to be still to hear it. And so I would just get little hints of don't, don't take that medication that they want you to do. Don't, don't do the immune suppressants because that's not what you need. You need to boost your immunity. And, and then I just started getting like paying attention to the articles that would drop on my lap and the people that would call. And I, and I started exploring energy work because there was a lady in Dallas that said that a friend turned me on to her. Cause I was so, I literally was so sick. I, I did almost right. die a couple of times. It, yeah, it was. Right. And so depressed from it. Like, so because it, it was, I have chronic Lyme disease. I got bit again by another oh tick. Gosh. I know just, you know, cause if, if you don't, if you don't pay attention, these yes. things happen. Right. Yeah. And, um, and then I, I lived in a moldy house, a mid-century house that I didn't realize was moldy. So it's just like my, my immune system had no chance. So this friend of mine who is a very high profile lawyer and I was surprised that she was into all this. She said, I'm going to send you to this energy worker. It's my gift. I want you just to go and have a couple of sessions with her and see if it helps you. And oh my God, this lady was um, in her mid, mid seventies, I guess. And the second she put her hands on me, like they just started like vibrating like crazy. And I said, what are you doing? It was just at my feet. I said, what are you doing? She said, I'm not doing anything. That's wow. your, that's how much energy you need to release. And so long story short, year and a half of working with her and coaching kind of the way that I did mm -hmm. with you. That's where I learned a great deal of that because um, she could just hold space and help you understand, you know, spiritually and, and just how dis-ease works and how it lodges in your body and where traumas live and how to, how to you know, get it all gone. And it was just fascinating working with her. And it's funny, a year and a half of doing all that with her, she finally, she falls and breaks her arm and her leg at the lake walking her dog she had two big goldens and oh one went one way and one went the other and you know knocked her and she's so tough she had to walk like two miles home with a broken arm broken oh leg and 200 God. pound goldens yeah so she's she's amazing but she called me from the hospital and she said it's your turn I need you to come and I said it's my turn for what she goes you do this I was like I do I do what she was exactly what I do the second I touched you I knew you were an energy worker too but we had to clear layers and layers and layers of all the toxins out of you. And she did. I mean, she single-handedly helped me heal energetically. And I listened to my intuition and did other things too. But everything that I've ever done has been an energetic thing to help me understand how to heal myself. Like this weird thing called electrodermal screening is how I found out I had Lyme disease. I couldn't get wow. any of the doctors to help me. And I just, oh I God. kept going down rabbit holes trying to figure out. And this, this thing is, a, it's a, a computer electronic program that this woman plugs into and she she uses this little um diode thing to kind of go into your energy meridians on your um like on your nail beds on your fingers and your toes mm -hmm. and it connects to a computer and it tells you the different organs and systems in your body what's going on with it and I, it was only like a hundred bucks or something to go see her and i thought it, it sure can't hurt because i you know i was just right, trying right. anything but I didn't, I never tell anybody anything when I go see them. Anytime I see a psychic or I see somebody that's got an intuitive gift or a holistic gift of some kind, I don't, I don't do anything up front. And she didn't have an intake form, but this was the cool thing. I had I'd been down in Austin and this one was up north of Dallas. So I had to, had to have a pretty good drive to get back up there to see her. Mm -hmm. But the day before I was supposed to go, I, I was collecting feathers because I think they're, you know, signs from angels and I collect them. And it's, so I, I had just gotten one and I touched my nose piercing like a dummy after and I oh. And I literally said to myself, oh, that's good. Let's get some bird flu up in there. That's what you need. You know, you're not, it's not like you're sick enough. Let's go ahead and just add to it. Right. All right. Yeah. So. So this was the cool part though. I get to this woman and I can't think of her name right now. I'll, um, uh, it'll come to me in a minute, yeah. but I get to her office in McKinney and, um, I sit down with her and she starts playing with me and she says, this is the weirdest thing. I've never seen this in 20 years of doing what I do. Life bridge services, Suzanne, something at life bridge services. There mm -hmm. it is. Um, anyway, she said, this is so strange. She said, you have avian bacteria in your sinus cavity. <laughs> and I said, what? And she said, yeah, I've never seen that before. And so I told her about that. And she goes, okay. And then she pinpointed everything that I had already had documented through blood work, but then all the other stuff that I didn't know and told me like the level of Lyme bugs that I had and the co-infections and, and like just all the, the, like the Epstein-Barr and the other viral things that I already knew I had a diagnosis on. And she just gave me some really inexpensive homeopathy and some supplements. Mm -hmm. And, and this was cool too. 
over a year of going back and visiting her, she could document every time you came, how much better you were, like what percentage better and when it all cleared and went dormant. And I didn't know this too. She said, some people are so energy sensitive that you can literally get the supplements because I, some of it I didn't take. I bought it from her and I took it home and I kept it by my kitchen sink, but I never took some of it, but I got better. And so some of that is, you know, mental. But the other thing she said too, she said, some people are so energy sensitive. You just have to be near them. You don't have to really ingest some of these things to pick up the energy of them. So that's when I started going, okay, so I am more of an, like I dive into people's energy fields and can, can do that. And I do some remote energy work and some in, in person, you know, Reiki kind of shamanic stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just been fascinating because I'm learning as we go. Oh, you know, wow, I guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know what half this stuff is, but I start doing it and I trust yeah. it and people get better. I'm like, you know, I, I, I did hands-on energy work with, um, kind of five, five or six people. And a couple of them were not friends. Like I just wanted to try it. Right. And it's the same thing as like our session, like they, they started and, you know, they were all closed down and, and didn't feel well. And I could, I feel heat in their body yeah. in the place that they have something lodged. Like, and one of these women I had, she was drawn to me energetically at a camp out that we went to the sister on the fly camp out that I'm, I'm part of this big mm-hmm. um, women's empowerment group. And, and she, I'd never seen her before. And she showed up and sat right behind me all night. And then the next morning she's like, you're supposed to do something with me. It turns out she's super woo-woo too. Cause I yeah. always draw the woo-woo. Yeah. Like we know each other, right? Exactly. We just go, I feel you. You're right. in my time. <laughs> yeah. So she, but she said, I, I, you're supposed to do something for me. And I said, I, I think so too. And so everybody else left the, the retreat thing. And, and I said, you know what, lay down on the couch. I think I'm supposed to do some energy work on you. And I just started at her feet two hours later, like she needed that much work. We unleashed, we, she just released all this trauma and she'd been all kinds of abuse, like every kind that you can be. And just a a lot of stuff that happened to her and she just let it out. And I just, I luckily was trained enough at that point to let it flow through me, like not hang on to it. And she just released it all. She went home and I kid you not, it it was her doing the healing. Like I just get the help. Like I I don't have any misconception. Like I'm not I'm not doing anything other than getting myself really clear, being a conduit and, and almost being something that somebody can plug into mm-hmm. that helps them like recharge themselves to the point that they just heal themselves. That's right. really what I think it is. Yes. It's just their best self goes, all right, I've got this. Let me just get some extra juice from you and a little guidance and it's on. But she went home the next week and she left an abusive husband and moved out with her kids and got a new place and established her own company that she'd been thinking about. I mean, she was ready to do it anyway, but mm-hmm. she just had to get all those toxins out of her yes. body and all the trauma that was lodged. Mm-hmm. And she still, bless her heart, she's still got some fallout from it. She's got, because I do believe disease is the trauma that's stuck in you energetically yes. big yes. time. And, and so mm-hmm. she's still got some of it. Like I only worked on her that one time. And so she's having some cancer issues and some stuff, but, mm-hmm. but she's working through it. And that's all awesome. just, it's just fascinating. It really, really is. That's why I love, I can listen to you all day for hours and hours. Oh, you're so sweet. I'll go on forever. Yeah. (laughs) That's probably why I love you so much. So like you, uh, you know, you worked with your dad and I don't think we really got into how you helped heal him. Yeah. um, That was interesting too, because I've always been real enmeshed with my parents because my mom's bipolar and, and always had this crazy energy, which Mm -hmm. is funny. Because, you know, I believe you're born into the family that you're supposed to be to learn your lessons. So I right. picked the one that has so much energy so I could learn to read it, like yes. the, the good and the bad. So I could read into the subtle and the not so subtle and the big. And like, I mean, I, that's where I got my master class and how to read it and feel it. Oh, um, yes. But the same kind of with my dad, because he holds a lot in and there's a lot going on. So I've always, I, I always just thought I could read them and it would never go out past the family. I just mm-hmm. really thought it, that's all it was. Because I always knew that I was supposed to do like the ancestral healing and stop some patterns and that I was supposed to heal myself and not continue some of that stuff. But anyway, that's off, off the course. But so my dad, you know, feeling him like I did after he's in the hospital and in rehab, I go to bed one night and I, I always get these downloads like at three o'clock in the morning. That seems to be kind of when the veil's the thinnest and when things just kind of drop in for me, like I'll wake up and if I get on Facebook or something, it's because there's a message or I'll hear some sort of message. Well, I heard he's got a DBT, do a Doppler. 
at three o'clock in the morning. And I questioned, what I was like, I, I was like, I don't even know what that means. And right. so I asked, I was like, okay, tell me again. He's got a DVT, do a Doppler, call the rehab. So, okay. All right. So I call the rehab unit, like, you know, three 30 in the morning. Oh my and I, said, gosh. I know. They're probably like, what people. are you doing? <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I filmed a little, they said, Oh, I said, he goes, I need you to do a Doppler. He's got a DVT. And they're like, well, we did, we did that in, in the trauma unit and he was clear. And I said, well, do it again. Cause I, be, I listen, you know, yeah. I believe it, you know, especially, yeah. Oh, yeah. especially once you find the dude that runs him over and like, yes. he, cause it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just weird how everything fell in and just cause I listened. But so I said, you, you need to do it. And they said, are, are you a nurse? I paused for a second. Cause I don't like to lie. I don't believe in the energy of that, yes. but I knew I had to. And I was like, yes, I am. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. And they said, okay, they did. A, a, then I had to Google and see what it was right. that I said to yeah. them because I had no idea. And it was like, oh my God, it's a blood clot. They did a sonar thing on him. He had a blood clot the size of a cork. It had oh. dislodged and it was moving because, and because of his massive head injury, because he, he got scalped. It was really oh. bad. Like oh. everything broke from the waist down oh, nice. and he was totally scalped. So he couldn't take blood thinners because, you know, an 80 year old man with, he, he almost bled out. So blood thinners were out. So this thing had dislodged and was starting to move. So they rushed him into emergency surgery and put this mincer thing in his main aorta to catch it when it went through. So it would chop it up so he wouldn't die. So that was the first one. And I was like, okay, and my dad was like, I kind of don't want you to like tell right. me these things, but I'm like, but it saved your life. Yes. Yeah. And my dad is a total skeptic. Like he just looks at me like I have three heads. Except during this period, he was totally open to it all and grateful and, and kept saying, it's just your spidey sense that kept me alive. So like he got it for the first oh. year or two after, but he's forgotten. Yeah. Since then. Yeah. He picks and chooses now, but you know, right. whatever. <laughs> yeah. He's 80. That's his job. But um, then the next one, it was like maybe a week later. And again, woke up three o'clock in the morning and I felt, I felt like a blood infection. And I went, uh-oh, that's not good. And I called up there again. And I said, who did the blood draw overnight? Well, it was somebody new. And I said, you need to check him. He's got a blood infection. Oh. And they did. And he did. And they gave him antibiotics. So that's the two things that almost killed him in rehab. And then when he got out, um, it was like two weeks later. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I could feel him. I, I had gone home for the night. And um, I could feel him like hurting. And, and I called him and he answered the phone, which they never do. And I said, what's wrong? And he said, my, and his pain had never been more like a, on a scale of, you know, one to 10, never been more like a five the whole time. He said, I'm like at a nine right now. I don't know what this is. Like, this is excruciating. So I went and got him. I took him to the emergency room. They parted around with him. They wouldn't admit him for some reason, but I fought him because, you know, that's what you right. do when yes. you're intuitive yeah. and you're an advocate. And I've always been like the health advocates for everybody. But I fought him and they said, okay, we're going to, we're going to admit him. And so dad said, you know, go on home. Cause it was really, you know, early in the morning. He said, go on home, take care of the dogs, do your thing. They'll admit me, come back at lunchtime. I just want to one of those weird things. I get home, I feed the dogs. I have a little bit of food. I lay back down and I hear, get up, go back. He needs you. I'm like, Oh my God, what now? <laughs> and by this point I'm so exhausted. See, this right. is why I got so sick later. Cause yes. it just was constant, you know, and it was constant energy outlay and trying to trying to hold that energetic connection to the intuition and understand it. Like it's a, it's a channel that you just have to, until you learn to stay in the zone of the channel. It, I didn't realize how much energy it took out of me, right. but um, I know how to manage it better now. But, um, but yeah, so I, I went back, I went back to the emergency room. This is what my dad does. He had been sitting on the side of the bed in the ER. They wouldn't admit him. They finally changed their mind again, decided they wouldn't admit him. So for six hours, he had been sitting on the side of the bed in the ER hurting and oh my God. not advocating for himself and not doing mm -hmm. anything. So I had to take him to his doctor and sit there all day and, and deal with it all. But I'm just, I'm just grateful that I could hear it, yeah. you know, to help him because, you know, that was, and I don't even remember what that turned out to be, but something else he had to have another big procedure yeah. for. So that was the big, the big trinity yeah. of stuff that almost did him in. Oh my so, gosh. And he's still making Yeah. I know. Yeah. And he healed really well because he's like a marathoner and apparently the Energizer Bunny. He just takes a oh lick my and gosh. keeps on ticking. So yeah, he's, he doesn't look 80. It's the weirdest thing in my family. For some reason, everybody doesn't quite look, look their age usually, <laughs> which is awful. Yes. Yeah. It does help. I know. So one thing that I really loved, and I was actually listening to your podcast earlier, um, is your dog and how... Yes. <laughs> 
you have worked I know Dylan right yeah that's it so you have worked to actually um so when you got him you ended up finding out that he had cancer right yeah, I've, I've had him, um, gosh, I've almost had him like 10 years and about mm-hmm. three and a half years ago. Um, he, he started acting a little bit funky and, and was having some Cushing's kind of symptoms. And, mm-hmm. and it's funny, he was doing some of the same things that my body had been doing when I was so sick. It was, it was interesting. And so I was like, oh, okay. And I picked up on it. I took him to that and they're like, oh God, he has hemangiosarcoma which is a blood cancer. Okay. It's these, uh-huh. Yeah. It's these big blood tumors that eventually they explode and then uh-huh. the dog bleeds out. Um, yeah. It's like, yeah, it couldn't be any scarier. And, yeah. and by that point, you know, he's, he's almost 15 now, by that point he was 11 and a half or so for, for a rescue. That's our assumption. Yeah. And they said, you know, we could do the surgery, but he probably won't make it out of surgery. And if you do, it probably will only give him about three months. So I've been doing a little bit of animal communication with a bunch of my rescues and, and like sometimes out just out on walks, like dogs would come up and do stuff. And I would I like think to them, sit and stay back. Like, don't mm-hmm. rush me, you know, don't. And, and they would, you know, so I was like, okay. So funny. I, I know. It's so weird. As they come I know. Up, I love it. You know, yeah. It's, it's, it's fun to play with. So he, I sat with him and I was like, okay, buddy, you know, let me know what you need. And, and I got really clear. I, let's just do this naturally. You know how to do this. Yes. And so I was like, okay. So I called the vet and they thought I had, you know, again, three heads. It was crazy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cause we'd already scheduled the surgery and everything, but, but just oh. like with my healing, I knew not to do that. I just mm-hmm. said, no, the surgery is not it. Like I do the, you know, yep. the stuff that they wanted to do to me was not my answer either. So I was like, right. okay, let's do it naturally from the ground up. Let me apply what I did for me to you. So I did, you know, I got him on CBD oil. I put him on a modified raw diet. I got, I, I muscle tested and just intuitively tested a bunch of supplements for him. And then I started doing my energy work on him. And he was my best teacher because this was kind of before my teacher had said, you know, come on, let's do it. Or right about the same mm-hmm. time. And so I would start on him and I could feel the heat of where the tumor was. And I just sat with it and tried to get it to shrink. And some days he would be like, okay, mommy, this feels great. And like, he'd sigh and settle in and be like, this is awesome. And other times if I wasn't grounded or like settled or in the right space and would do it, he would whip around and look at me like he wanted to admit me. It was the funniest thing. And that's not him. Like he's not that dog. But he's like, no, mommy, no, not today. And I was like, okay, dude, hands off. So he taught me like how to do it and how to be gentle with it. And so now we're three and a half years later That's and crazy. I know old age is going to get him. And I hate it. I'm part of this Facebook group with all these people that, you know, the dogs have it and they, mm-hmm. they all lose their dogs within like three or six months. And it's just, I, oh, hate I know I do too. I do too. I, but I know, but people don't, it's weird. People don't want to listen. That's the other thing I, yes, I, they don't. I do. I do have some medical intuition and I don't like to claim it a lot because I certainly right. don't want to give medical advice to mm-hmm. people, but I, if, I feel like I only pick up on it if it's something I've already experienced in my own body or his. Yes. And so I can give suggestions of what might be helpful. Mm-hmm. And and when people have listened, it's helped them. And when they don't, it just breaks yeah. my heart. But that's part know. of the game. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. I know. Um, so one thing, so I kind of want to dig into the energy work a little bit more because I feel like, yeah. so people like me, um, busy, you know, I get a lot of toxic toxic energy, you know, in my body, I can feel it. I'm very in tune with my body. I haven't always been, but I'm getting more in tune. I can tell like when my chakras are getting blocked and I want people to understand how energy work can help them, um, get through these blocks to clear your blockages and to help you. Because I feel if you have so much toxic energy, like you had, it comes out yep. through your body and affects, it truly affects your health. And there's yep. ways to get, you know, work through that with the energy healing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're right. The, the basis of it is, is to understand your own and learn mm-hmm. some basic like energy hygiene and self care to start with. So you don't mm-hmm. get to the point place where you need to come to me. Mm-hmm. And, and some of that, um, you know, is just like grounding yourself. I think we, mm-hmm. did we talk yes, about some yes, of the grounding exercises? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the tree grounding exercise and, and kind of a visualizing um, kind of like a bubble of protection around you to sort mm-hmm. of keep funky energy from coming. But once you get to the point, like I, I just didn't understand what I was doing with my own body and my own right. stuff. And so I just, it just built and built and built and built and I never listened. And that's why it got so bad. So 
the, the way energy works is you just you start being sensitive to it and you you have to just release it and so yes. an energy worker like me for some reason and I don't know why it is what I do mm -hmm. I either I can do it remotely or I can do it in person I just for me I have to get close to you I, I prefer to touch somebody I prefer to touch you know your hands or your, your feet or your head mm -hmm. because I also get psychic um downloads yes when mm -hmm. if I can physically touch you I've got yes. some psychometry skills and that comes in really helpful for me because oh, yes. I can literally know like what age the trauma was and kind of what it was. And then mm -hmm. I can sort of talk to it or just sit with it more or talk to you about it after mm -hmm. we, you know, kind of claim it, but right. it's your body that releases it. That's the interesting thing. And, and I've learned a new modality. There's a, a guy named Brian Kurtz here in Austin. And I studied with him this last year and he does a modality called healed by spirit. And he's been doing it for about 30 years. And part of what his work is, has really helped me kind of reframe and add to to what I do because mine's a weird combination of just kind of what I do naturally I'm level two Reiki I've incorporated some shamanic stuff that must mm -hmm. be past life things that I've done because I don't know where it's come from but I'm yeah. doing some rattling and some feather stuff and some drumming and I listen I to Native that. American music yeah it's just and and I live in an old pecan grove that's right by the river that was an Indian encampment at one point and, oh and yeah and I've got some <laughs> Cherokee in me so I think all that's coming yes, out too you know I bet and, it is yeah and I've had like three past life things that I've looked at where I always just saw my feet and I was like you totally a Native American dude like I, mm -hmm. I see it so so that's part of it um but this this modality of, of Brian's the healed by spirit he has a real cool way of going into a neat method you go into each chakra and you kind of open them up in a specific way and you can pull out like the traumas and stuff literally pull yeah. them out and and so cool. his way he kind of slices them up I, he he let me figure out my own version of his mm -hmm. and i would pull it out and kind of look at it and then figure out what it was and then you kind of dump it into like a, a portal like in the ground and then you mm -hmm. pack that chakra back with lots of good stuff like your, your awesome. power symbols and lots of love and light because I all my stuff is all love and light and good energy yes. and and I, I do think part of it too is the more I clear and the higher my vibe is and the more I meditate and the more I'm joyful and move through fear and toxins and that kind of stuff of my own the higher my energy is in my vibration and then people just need to come kind of be around me in one form or another and they're their body and their energy aligns to that frequency, which mm -hmm. is just a higher healing frequency. That's yes. really kind of part of it. Yes. But then, so, so your body just wants to, mm -hmm. your spirit wants to realign itself. So it does a lot of its own work, but this, mm -hmm. this modality lets me, I'm learning to kind of tweak the chakras a little bit and help them, but I have to constantly plug in. I'm not sure if I told you about him or not. Did I tell you about Panache Desai? Yes. 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 Okay. Mm -hmm. I have to plug into him continually mm -hmm. to keep myself like clear and charged. And so I meditate with him every day for like the last 124 days or I something every morning. And I do an energy activation with him like a couple of times a week mm -hmm. just to help me stay clear. And the more of that that I do, the, the higher my gifts raise and, and my energy work. But I can't, I can't explain it much better than that because it's just sort of something right. you do and feel mm -hmm. and I'm sure, I'm sure somebody has got a better explanation for it. I just know I can do it and it makes people feel better. And they, they go from being shut down and clogged and confused and just, I don't know, just kind of off kilter feeling to just yes. a lot more aligned and balanced and their bodies open up and their spirit opens up and they like the coloring changes, like they just mm -hmm. get brighter. Like they go from sort of gray to just brighter and, and they feel sparkly like mm -hmm. vibrance and there's a lot more joy and laughter. And so they just align themselves to that energy and kind of open up. And so that's, I know. That's and I feel the like there's so way. many different um, situations like mental health that that can help with. I have a friend who has severe, severe, severe anxiety. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just a constant, you can just constantly tell she's just shut down and she recently yeah. had energy work done. Um, I think she went two weeks in a row and okay. all, both times all chakras were blocked just from yeah. those two appointments i literally saw a complete 180 in her like yeah completely different person it was insane and so she's going to try to keep up her weekly routine but it was insane Good. to me that like 
I mean, she still has her anxiety a little bit, but she wasn't on edge. It felt, I could totally tell that she just like a total wall came down and it right. was just amazing. But you can feel it. Yeah. Yes. If, you're, if your energy oh, sensitive, that's totally the thing. Oh, I can totally feel it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. That's the thing with my poor dad. Bless his mm-hmm. heart. Like I, I sleep at their house, you know, a night a week or something just to keep an eye on them. And cause mm-hmm. I've got, you know, I do laundry and stuff up there cause I live in my Airstream. It's just easier. Yes. I cook for them and stuff, but I share a bedroom wall between the guest room and his room. Mm-hmm. And when I first was staying there, I literally couldn't sleep because oh. the energy of his anxiety was coming through the wall. You could just feel it. It was like, that is but crazy. to see him on the surface, super, super calm. You would never know. You would but think, you can feel oh, it. Mm-hmm. oh, yeah. And it just, and he's like, what, what, what's wrong? And and I don't know, I may draw it out of them. I still haven't figured that out yet because I draw you to a different frequency and help mm-hmm. you heal. I may be triggering them. I'm, I'm still not oh, super clear on that. Yeah. So, cause, cause I know when I go up there, I am so happy and ready to see them and it's all yes. good. And then it just goes walking yes. fast. But I think, I think you hold this space to trigger a lot of their shadow stuff to come up to be healed and they don't want to. So they just are so busy trying to stuff it back down. So it's, I feel bad. I've, I've kind of limited my contact just to try to, you know, keep whatever I that's know. happening and, until I understand it better. Yes. You know, they're, they're 80. They need to chill. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm <laughs> they big deserve on not energies. to be up. Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. big on energies. I can just feel it the moment I walk into a room. Um, yes. Whether it's good or bad or off. And I just kind of like, just keep it to myself. <laughs> and, you know, it's, just, yeah. it's hard though, because I take it on sometimes and it's just, it's hard to not, I guess. Yeah. But, but since you're aware of it, you can, Mm -hmm. you can, you know, kind of just, I always just think really fast. If I feel it coming at me, I just Mm -hmm. think, okay, spackle, like spackle myself, Mm -hmm. just close, close up the portal or I'll think of like a bubble around me or I don't know if I told you, but yes, you told me the bubble. Yeah. Or, but if you feel like weird energy, like an energy Mm -hmm. vampire or somebody shooting like toxic stuff at you, like hold a mirror up visually in front of you and bounce it back at them. Or I think we talked about like yes. the Wonder Woman yes, bracelets. Wonder Woman, Those yeah. make me so happy. Like you just kind of go pew pew. And I just, in my mind, I'm bouncing it back at them. And that all sort of helps. Like it's just a way to just sort of consciously say, I'm aware of what's yeah. happening. And mm-hmm. this is, you know, I, I just like not resisting it. Cause if you resist it too much, you know, what you resist persists and then you get more of it, but it's just a way to sort of bounce it back their direction. Just sort of like a gentle, almost like Tai Chi, you yeah. know, the, the soft mm-hmm. movements in Tai Chi. It's just like, mm-hmm. that's yours, not mine. And, and so, differentiating what is somebody else's and that's what's so hard right now with the pandemic and all mm-hmm. the stuff that's going on when it first hit I was still I was still pretty toxic and still pretty underwater with a lot of my health stuff and and not understanding the energies of a lot of this I was I was still kind of struggling even you know in March to understand a lot of this stuff and I I was watching the news too much and yes. with all and feeling everybody's oh, sadness and mm-hmm. everybody's despair and, and everybody dying. And I mean, it was just, it was so much like mm-hmm. I got so beaten down. I did not realize I was letting so much of it. Yes. So I, I had to work really mm-hmm. hard. And that's when I found Panache and started the energy activation. Oh, that's oh my God. If I hadn't, yes, I, honestly, I probably wouldn't still be here if oh I hadn't because it was so much and so mm-hmm. heavy, but now I, it's the weirdest thing. I am so light now like and so i i have just all of my gifts have just blossomed since mm-hmm. i i set some boundaries with my folks that needed mm-hmm. to happen for all of us mm-hmm. and i i sh- i shut the door to a bunch of fear i just mm-hmm. i just decided that i put the energy of it down yep. it's like i'm done mm-hmm. i'm done i don't want to be that anymore i want to come out of this pandemic yes. so much better than i went into it and if i am not thriving and helping other people thrive mm-hmm. then then I have missed what I'm here for. And I just have worked really hard the last few years to like consciously transform like mm-hmm. old subconscious patterns and the energy of it. And, but I'm just shocked. Like right now, I mean, I'm doing psychic things that I never, I didn't even know I could do. I'm, I'm getting some mediumship skills that I'm like, I love that. Did I really just talk to your son that died? Apparently oh. I did. You know, and it, <laughs> but one of my first readings, you know, from, from our class that we're taking, mm-hmm. one of, one of our first clients in there, her son had passed and I mean, I, I felt, I don't think she'd oh, let me say, I won't say yeah. who it is, but yes, yeah. I had, yeah, I had felt, um, her hands around his heart as he passed and he died of a heart attack and she wanted oh. to know if he knew, you know, if he had reached out to her and literally she was holding his heart oh my God. as he passed and he had given her a heart for mother's day that he had made a heart box 
a heart-shaped box that he had made like the year before. And so we, I mean, we just went, so I just got all that and we went down this path of healing for her. And she just, we just set up this neat garden thing where she can sit with him. And so and now she's thriving because she was open to it and she brought, she brought him to the party. That's the only way I could pick up on Mm -hmm. it. But, but I'm starting to get really clear. I could just read into different kinds of energy that I didn't know that I could. And it's such a sacred gift. Like I'm so grateful for it. I just, to get to serve like, like you do and yes. I do mm-hmm. in the middle of something like this just mm-hmm. makes my heart so happy. Yes, for sure. So, yeah. Um, so one cool thing that you kind of mentioned is that you live in an Airstream and I'll I love do. that about you. So let me tell people what an Airstream is if they, in case they don't oh, yeah. know and how That's it true. came about. Yeah. Um, an Airstream is, you've probably seen them. They're the big, shiny kind of silver bullet looking, they look like you know, shiny burritos on the road. They're yes. RVs. They're, you tow them behind something. They're not a drivable. Although I think they made a drivable for like a year, but um, oh. anyway, mine, mine's a 25 foot and it's an Eddie Bauer edition. And I have, I'm five foot two. You can probably hear it in my voice. Cause I sound, <laughs> I sound like a lip y'all, um, but I have a big F-250 truck and, and I, I knew I had wanted an Airstream because I always had Volkswagen campers and, and I'd, I'd always camped by myself because isolation in nature was the only way I could ever recharge. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know why I needed to recharge. But if you're dumping out energy and you don't know to bring it back, you're always tired. So I always had to be in nature to make that better. So I had Volkswagen campers. And as I got older, you know, you want a bathroom and you want a shower and you want mm-hmm. all that stuff. So I auditioned these people that all had Airstreams for this um, casting job that I did. And they were so sweet and so happy. And I got inside and they were so clean and streamlined. And and I saw this one that was like very mid-century looking. And that was my whole thing. Like, oh, it's funny. My company, I knew about energy for some reason. I named my company Atomic Casting. because <laughs> It was all about energy. So yeah, that's funny. And I had an ohm tattooed on my ankle 35 oh. years ago. Cause that's body, mind, and spirit and energy when it works in harmony. So I've always had signs yes. of it, See, which is weird. I know. I know. <laughs> I know, but it's so weird. But anyway, so I, I did that casting thing and I saw these, these airstreams. I was like, okay. And they're handmade and they're, you know, all American and they're beautiful and they hold their value. And I was like, I love tiny spaces. I always have. Yes. So I, somebody let me tow one that I was looking at a used one and I towed it into a dealership and, it needed all kinds of work. And the guy let me tow it having never towed before. Yeah. Which was interesting. Yeah. But I bought, I bought, I just, let me back up. I bought this F-250 brand new, like mm-hmm. a year and a half or two years before I got the Airstream. And my dad was like, why are you buying a huge monster diesel truck for mm-hmm. no reason? I'm like, because it's coming. Like I just, I knew, like I, I got the whisper, but you know, mm-hmm. you're supposed to get it. All right. So anyways, yeah. So anyway, this guy says, here, tow it, tow it and get it checked out. I'm like, oh my God, you, you let me tow it. This can't, this will not end well, but I did okay. And I took it to the dealership and it needed like thousands of dollars of work. I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not touching this one. Yeah. And I was so disappointed. And I start to pull out and I look over in the parking lot in the brand new section, which is, I hadn't even looked at because like, I didn't, you know, I had the truck. I couldn't afford right. it for a new Airstream too. And there is literally a huge ray of sunshine coming down <laughs> on this thing and a rainbow over it because there had just course. been a storm. Of course. I'm like, well, okay, that's not subtle. Let's go see what that is. And so I pull over and I park and I look and it's just perfect. It's got this back that pops open. It's a toy hauler. It reconfigures. And I love to sort of tear up my environment and do things different all the time. So like I, the energy of a space has to change for me too. So I've used it for animal rescue. I've used it for casting sessions on the road. I've, I've, you could tailgate out of the back of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's fun. You can just do all kinds of stuff. Everything. And the first, yeah. The first time I took it to Colorado and backed up to like a roaring stream and slept in the back with the, with the screen down just next to the running water. It's just like, there's, there's nothing like it. So I, I was like, okay, great. It's, you know, it's the, thousand dollar trailer right yes i already had i had a house and a studio that i was paying for because i was oh. one of those casting directors yeah i needed my own space i didn't mm-hmm. i didn't like the energy of going into other people's spaces uh, and me. yeah and i created kind of a sacred space for actors to be happy and not fearful and, and awesome. that was important to me so that was i figured that was my my gift to them mm-hmm. um so i was like i can't afford it i can't afford it and i literally said to myself you know, if you had like, I don't know, it was 20 or $25,000. If you had $25,000 to put down on it, you could get it smarty. But yeah. you know, where's that going to happen? 
Yeah. And like three minutes later, the phone rings and it's a client of mine that I did everything with. They're like, okay, we're starting the job on Monday. I'm like, what job? He said, oh, the, I, I did a, a casting for Whataburger and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. I think it was a Whataburger job. They said, yeah, it's, it's a huge six or eight week Whataburger job. And we've got, a, we've got your um, advance check sitting on the counter at the office. You need to come pick it up. It's, it's like 25 grand and you know, we'll, we'll start on Monday. And I just went, what Seriously? the heck? <laughs> I know. So I mean, that's not subtle, right? So I know. Like, okay. So I said, I, I'll be right back. Let me go take this guy's trailer. Let me go pick up the check. Let me make yeah. it. I knew it was good because it was yes. a great client of mine. I was like, all right, and I'll take it. And I'll, I guess I'll be back in the morning. And that is seriously amazing. Yeah. <laughs> never in the mean, story. Yeah. In the meantime, I checked with a psychic friend of mine because uh-huh. I have, I have some pretty high level psychic buddies that uh-huh. I go to them for a reading and it's kind of cool. They've always been like, you're going to shift from reading mode to friend mode really fast because you mm-hmm. do this too. You just don't know it yet. Like I've spent the story every time I get anything done. So this buddy of mine would give me readings in exchange for acting lessons. And yeah. he had moved to moved to New York and he's really sweet, um, gay Puerto Rican guy that I just adore. And he has trained some of the best psychics in the Southwest. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's really good. So I called him and I was like, um, Marco, I got to talk to you. Like, I, there's this thing I want to do. And I never tell him anything like anybody else. He yeah. Because what is it? Because last night I was up all night with a dream about you and I could not figure out what I was seeing. <laughs> and, and I said, what would you get? And he goes, I don't know. There's this shiny thing and it looks like a burrito thing. and you live <laughs> in it, but you, but you don't. And you like, it's got wheels and there's something about a really good mattress and you're supposed to be in the mountains with it and oh, by water, but I don't know what I'm seeing. I know. Isn't that great? And I, I told him, I said, it's an Airstream. He goes, I don't know what that is. And I was like, it's an RV. And he goes, what's that? I was like, oh my gosh. Uh. So, okay. So I explained it to him and he goes, and then I sent him a picture and he goes, that's it. And he said, get it. It will take you to your spirit. It, it's the thing that you have to do for your soul. And I was like, well, that's not subtle. Okay. I know. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm in. And then, yeah. you know, and then here we are. That's, that's like, crazy. myself it. thick. It's yeah. all came together and now it's literally part of your brand. So yeah. the name of your business is Airstream Oracle. <laughs> somebody, somebody jokingly called me that and it made me so happy. And, and so we devised Perfect. the logo to look like kind of like a, kind of like an Airstream, but also a little bit like a crystal ball. Cause it's mm-hmm. sort of like an elongated crystal ball. Yes, so it's so cute. It just, yeah, it just made me laugh. And it's sort of my little sacred, I've always called it my woo with mm-hmm. a view. Yeah. It's got, oh, a, got a ton of windows, but it is, it's like this little sacred space. So it just, it just kind of fits and, and I'm, I'm hoping to, you know, travel around in it more eventually and go to more sacred sites and stuff like that, like Sedona yeah. and some of the high energy places. I love so, yeah. that. So you also yeah. have a podcast and I absolutely Thank love it. Um, the name is? It's Adventures of the Airstream yeah. Oracle. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think I'm what I'm actually maybe episode seven or eight launched. Yeah. Yes. They are amazing. They are short Mm -hmm. and sweet. And I love that. I love (laughs) like the story. You have a great story every time the tone of your voice. I just love listening to you. Like they are just perfect, but I think that everyone would really, really enjoy your podcast. It's very, it's, it keeps you hooked. Like what's going to happen now? You have so many great stories to tell. I appreciate it. I'm just, just going free form and trusting my intuition and just trying to remember what I said last time. So I'm right. glad you like it. Yes. Oh no, I love it. It is literally perfect. It's so you, like I said, I just love listening to your voice. I was literally Aww. crying on the way home from work today because I was l- listening to the granny one. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. I know. I was like, oh my gosh, it got me so much. I was, but literally the whole time I was listening to your podcast and I don't know if it's because I know you too, but I was literally like smiling the whole time, <laughs> like Aww. listening to you talk. I was just like, I just had a smile on my face. <laughs> that so, makes yeah. me happy. Thank you, sweetie. Really I just love it. I just love it. It's perfect. So, um, where can everyone find you on social media? Also, whenever I post the episode on my social media, I'll plug all your stuff also, but go ahead and tell everyone your stuff. I appreciate it. Yeah. The best way to find me probably right now is on Instagram Mm -hmm. at, um, Airstream underscore Oracle. And, um, I'm going to have a link there eventually to a landing page. I'm a little, little behind on getting all that set up, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, that's probably the best way to catch me or, uh, Facebook. I have a dragonfly energy wellness and empath support page yes. which is a mouthful but dragonfly energy wellness i'm on there too but um instagram is probably the best way to get me because you can send me a, a dm and okay I will, I will get back to you 
you seem to be best at checking that yes oh yeah me too I feel like social media is the way I'm like who emails anyways you know (laughs) I know it and I'm in the process like I I have all the domains bought yes but it's not all linked up yet so I hate to tell anybody to go to any of them oh I know until I can figure out how to get to them because I used everybody to be has, tech savvy. I know everybody has social media for the most part. They have one thing yeah. or the other usually. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking this time out to talk with me and my That's listeners. Wonderful. I super appreciate it. Um, thank you for having me. This wraps it up. I'll see you later. Hey, I just wanted to pop back in and say thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you have anyone in your life that you think could benefit from listening to this episode, please feel free to share it with them. Also, if you haven't already, go subscribe to my podcast so that you will be notified every time a new episode is released. Also, if you could, it would help me out so much if you could go and rate and review the podcast. Also, shoot me a message if you do of like the screenshot that you post and I will be sure to send you a small token of my appreciation. Um, If you want to connect with me, you can reach me on Facebook at thrive and shine wellness on my facebook page i also my instagram is thrive and shine underscore wellness you can also reach me by email um info at thrive and shine wellness.org my website if you would like to check out any sort of coaching options that i offer i have tons of different group options and different things like that or if you have any questions please feel free to check out my website it is www.thriveandshinewellness.org. I also have a Facebook accountability group. It is called Thrive and Shine Wellness Healthy Living Accountability Group. I know that's kind of long. Um, we have a great community there of people who are just supporting each other. We're all very real and raw, and that's what I love about it. Again, thank you so much.